Hello everyone, welcome to Beyond the Woodline. This is uh, a pre-recorded show. I know I usually do live shows. Uh, my last two shows have been uh, recorded, which I think I'm actually might be looking at going to that format anyway. So this, these last two shows have been a pretty good experiment for me and uh, uh, I kind of like it a little bit better too myself. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know some of you guys like the live show. It just sometimes it's, uh, I think when we do a live show, it's a little bit easier for people to interact and ask questions and stuff like that. And that's that's one of the pros of doing a live show that I like to do. But my guest today is uh, Miss Amy Blue. Miss Amy, how are you doing? Boo. Boo. Yep. No, that's fine. I get yeah. mailed to Amy Blue all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, I even wrote uh, Blue on my. Uh, it's okay. On, on my I thing. Yeah. Blue like a ghost. Yeah, but and you know what? I I've seen it. And, and but every time when I see boo, I still my mind goes to blue. Oh, you know? I, I you know? yeah, and it's my favorite color, so we're all good. Oh, okay, my favorite color too. You know, maybe that's another reason why it's my favorite color, also. Yeah. So, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well today. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's good. a little chilly here. I'm here in uh, in Houston, and uh, for us, you know, when it gets about. 45 that's cold for us yeah <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. out in youngstown ohio and it's chilly here too we're expecting snow tomorrow oh wow yeah so far so good right now yeah i've seen some of my friends on facebook they're posting snow and you know which is pretty cool i've never lived in a, an environment like that i don't know how those, those people do it uh, i like it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know about that you know that's funny. so uh yeah, uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit uh, about yourself in the Bigfoot world. The Bigfoot world. Yeah, I find myself kind of entrenched in the Bigfoot world nowadays. And it's right. funny because I'm a teacher from Ohio and Bigfoot was the last thing on my mind <laughs> for many years. But I saw something about eight years ago, almost nine now, eight and a half years ago. Um, that really changed my life. I don't know how else to say that. That sounds dramatic, but it, it's true because now I spend as much time with Bigfoot um, events or my writing or my groups than I do with the rest of my life. So it really changed the course of my life. And what I say about that is I am not sure what I saw, but it looked enough like what I would think Bigfoot looked like to really get me fascinated in this topic. Okay. So now I'm, I am a teacher. I am laid off right now because of COVID, um, but keeping busy, writing a book, um, doing some technical writing, just had an interview right before we were talking. So oh, yeah, that's excited. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, if you don't mind me asking, what do you guys uh, teach? Uh, I teach language arts, so I teach English and reading okay. and intervention with kids that are struggling with learning disabilities or just just having a hard time with their reading and comprehension okay. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, you know, you, you, you teachers, man, y'all don't get enough credit. You know, you, uh, you, you guys, you know, make the world go wrong, round, you know. Uh, Thank you. You. You, know you, you certainly help out the young uh, people, and I think, uh, I think everybody should... Uh, should always, you know, think a teacher when they see a teacher. You Thank know. you. We love what we do. I know, like the teachers I've worked with, we all are there for the kids. I know you hear horror yeah. stories sometimes, but yeah, um, you know, but, but it's it's a wonderful profession for yeah, sure. And, and you know, that's one thing that I always uh, admire when I talk to a teacher. They love what they do. Yeah, you know, regardless of the horror stories, they love what they do. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, uh, and I'm fortunate enough to know a few, a few teachers. So again, thank you. Thank you. So. Um, 
what 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 happened eight nine years ago when you had that experience you know it i i can see it in my head i was a passenger in a vehicle mm-hmm. and we were in ohio so it's not only had i not been thinking about bigfoot but especially not in ohio but um we were going over a bridge that was going over the city's water supply in mahoney county and i saw something along the shoreline it was tall and very wide all uniform in color it moved so i knew it was alive um holding onto a tree and looking out toward the same thing that i might had caught my attention was a was like a cement block in the water there and there was a bunch of seagulls or water birds flying around and it looked like whatever this was was position so it was looking out at the same thing we were just in different directions Mm. so i stared at it for a while as we got closer to being you know horizontal with it um or right you know right across from it and i kept thinking well it has to be a person you know but there it was just so big and the fact that it was the water supply was really unusual because i've been over that bridge thousands of times probably i kept saying hundreds but i probably more than that because my life and never saw a person in there because you're not allowed in there because of, um, you know, Homeland Security because it's the water supply. Uh, I know there are rangers and things like that. So I'm trying to make out what I'm seeing. And as we zoomed past it is when I said, I think I just saw Bigfoot. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like. You know, I was familiar with Bigfoot because of, find, or, you know, no, I didn't know finding Bigfoot. I don't that was afterwards but um what was i thinking um in search of sorry okay in search of back when i was younger and i saw a sasquatch movie when i was i think eight years old you know but it the problem with that sighting if you want to call it that is that even at the closest point i was about 100 yards away from this thing so i can tell you i remember what it looked like i remember the the width of it and how big it looked but i can't say for sure what it was i'm sorry about the phone Mm -hmm. um i can't say for sure what it was because i wasn't close enough you know and i'm kind of a skeptical person so i just feel like i need something closer to to be able to say for sure what it was but that is definitely what got me interested because i started looking up bigfoot in ohio and i was really surprised to see that not only were there other sightings in Ohio, lots of them, if you look it up, we have a lot of sightings, but in Mm -hmm. that same area around that same water supply. Okay. Yeah. uh, Ohio is high on the list of sightings and encounters. So yeah, you're in a great state for that. Yeah, definitely. And in Um, PA, I go to Pennsylvania quite a bit. They have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're uh, I think it's the Michelle Forrest in Pennsylvania, or is that? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure where where yeah. they are, but um, yeah. oh, oh, the forest. Oh yeah, the Allegheny National Forest. Okay. I go yeah. to a lot there. Yes, yeah. sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you're definitely in a great area. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm, I'm down here in Texas, so I'm like an hour drive from the San Houston, and like an hour and a half from the Davy Crockett, which is pretty nice. active area nice. too. Yeah, you know? lots of sightings there. Yeah, and then uh. uh what's considered East Texas is, you know, 45 minutes to the uh, East for me. So right. you know, I, I, I love it out here. I love going out. 
I, I was in Texas this summer or fall, I guess it was, for the first time. And I didn't get to spend nearly as enough time as I'd like to. But uh, I had a lot of fun going out to the Texas Bigfoot Conference that Craig Woolheater does. So Okay, the one in Jefferson then? Yeah, it, Jefferson? it was okay. great. Beautiful. I went. I flew into Louisiana, drove over to Boggy Creek, Arkansas, and then okay. <laughs> to Jefferson. So Okay, yeah. I, I went to Boggy Creek about, uh, I don't know, four years ago, I guess. Yeah. And I got actually I was invited to Jefferson, um, not just for the Bigfoot. There at that same weekend there was actually a, a paranormal convention going okay. on over there too. So nice. yeah, I, I wasn't able to make either one. Uh, you know, doing my show now, even though I'm from the Bigfoot background, I'm actually covering paranormal and UFOs and just it's like, all interesting, isn't yeah, it? It's all yeah. interesting. Yeah, I always call them the Big Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, I know you're involved with different projects and expeditions, I guess. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about some of those if, uh, sure, if, if you can? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I do so many things right yeah, now. It's crazy. I know. I, you, you sent me your bio and I was like, <laughs> it was like uh, the Constitution or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I like to keep busy, obviously, but I right. just have so many exciting opportunities. It's hard for me to say no. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, first of all, I have some different things I'm, I am involved in. I am, I have my own thing. It's called ABLE, which stands for Amy's Bucket List Expedition. And a, a lot of people ask me, oh, like, do you take people on expeditions and how much are they? But it's not really, maybe the name wasn't the right thing. Because it's not that I, like, hold expeditions and charge people. But I I do my own thing. You know, I, and plus I have it's a cool acronym. Thanks. And, um... I have a big bucket list. I'm a cancer survivor twice. Good, good. So I came up with a real bucket list and a lot of it has to do with Bigfoot. Yeah. But there's other things on there too. Like my number one thing, I'd like to be in a demolition derby. So I got to make that happen after okay. COVID. <laughs> but um, I do a lot through that. I do things for libraries, 4-H, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, schools, where I do things for kids, trying to get them out into the woods. Bigfoot or no Bigfoot, I, I really want them to experience nature. And sometimes kids will yeah. be willing to go look for Bigfoot where they wouldn't be willing to get out there for anything else. Right. So that's able. And then I'm also the co-head. I co-founded a group called Project Zoo Book, which is my big passion. Um, it is. It came about just by chance, and it's my favorite thing. I've ever done. Basically, it is a group of Bigfoot researchers that have joined alongside or been joined alongside of um, scientists. So I founded it with a primate zookeeper who I met through Facebook. And it's just grown and grown over the past few years. So we have several primatologists, other zookeepers who work with primates. We have anthropologists wildlife biologists, marine biologists, lots of ologists, I always say. <laughs> and we we call ourselves a think tank. So we're from all over the United States. Um, we hold frequent Zoom meetings or just phone calls where we talk about different ideas about, you know, if Bigfoot is real, could it be a primate? And I always qualify that statement because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know right, what Bigfoot right. is. I don't even know for sure if they're real. I've, I've had a few really weird things happen and 
just from listening to other people's experiences, I do think that they are, but I'm not, I can't say 100%. I, I guess I want to see that one up close to be sure, but, um, but we're just looking into it. Like what if, right, and right. could there be an undiscovered and I'm putting that in air quotes because mm -hmm. maybe people already know right. um, primate living in North America. So it's just a joy to hear all of their different ideas. We're getting them out in the field more, doing speaking engagements, writing different things. We have a Facebook page and a web page coming soon where people mm. could ask things of these scientists who know a heck of a lot more than I do about right. large primates. And, you know, but who knows? You know, I have really good friends who think Bigfoot is something different entirely. Right. You know, right. whether you're getting into paranormal things, which to me often can just be things that we just don't know how to explain yet. It doesn't mean they're not real. Right. So I don't have a problem with that whole range of ideas. It's just I'm interested in the possibility of a, of a living, breathing primate being out there. Right. So go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, for the longest time, I was, I was in that camp where uh, this is a flesh and blood creature. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Don't bring the paranormal stuff over here. Don't bring that UFO stuff over here. I was really like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as you uh, start talking to more and more people, you start hearing experiences. And it's not just from one person saying it's from several people. Right. And I still believe that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature. But I think that there are a lot of paranormal and, uh, you know, the UFO phenomenon. It just happens in the same place. That's what I think, you know. It could. It could. You know? It but, could definitely be, yeah. and I feel like there there could be two different things going on. Right. There could be, again, I mean, say, you know, we've had a lot of things come out this year from the government about UFOs. Right. Um, when people, when people, I know, I know as human beings, we want more proof, you know, right. that's just how we are. But a UFO, if, if a Bigfoot came off of a UFO, I would think that would be really cool. Like, I don't, I know sometimes the flesh and blood people and the mm -hmm. more, more out there ideas, if you want to call it that, they don't get along and they fight with each other. But right. I'm like, that would be cool. It would still be a creature. Right. You know, um, I'm just looking at it totally like, could there be just a natural creature that, that was always on earth and it's not paranormal and it's not from another planet? Could there be? I won't be disappointed if, if that's not the case, you know? Right. Um, and I'm not saying we know any more than anybody else. It's right. just, it's just our hypothesis we're working with. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you can't get tunnel vision when it comes to this. You have no. to open your mind a little bit more, you yeah, know, and you, you have to be, you have to be receptive to at least other people's ideas, you know, yes. and, and, and their opinions and their experiences, you know, cause right. you, and, and that was one thing for me personally that I had to accept was that, uh, your experience, that whatever experience somebody had, no matter how crazy it was to them, it didn't happen to me. So I, I have no right to tell that person that's not right. what happened. No, you, know? you, you sure can't. I'm and, sorry, um, I'm plugging my phone in. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted good. to make sure it was working. Okay. But yeah, you um, know, uh, I, I, that's it. It was just, uh, I won't say it was it. It was a hard thing for me to do, but uh, it. It maybe was a hard pill to swallow for me to say, you know what, I need to just listen a little bit more. And, uh, yeah. you know, even if even if, if if I'm still in that camp where Bigfoot is a flesh and blood 
earthly creature. I still have to respect other people's opinions. I oh, still yeah. Have to, it's all about respect, you know, for sure. Right, you know. Um, so uh, uh, when, you, when you talk to your friends, uh, especially the scientists, what are those conversations like when it deals with Bigfoot? What do you think the general consensus is about what Bigfoot is to them? They're, it's amazing. They're just an amazing group of people. And we have very strong skeptics in the group where they're still not willing to say, yeah. and I don't blame them. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's great that you have those yeah. people in your group. That's, you know, that's awesome. But go ahead. I think so too. You want yeah. that. You yeah. want to bounce these ideas and say, no, you know, this couldn't be because of this. Like I'm learning. It's funny. Like, especially with the ones that have been with me from the beginning, they get so excited to talk to Bigfoot researchers from across the country. And I'm like, we're excited to talk to you and that you're not making fun of us and you're taking it seriously, you know? Um, but it's just a joy. Like I've learned so much about orangutans and gorillas and, and you know, whether or not Bigfoot is a primate, that's just worthwhile to me, you know? So our, our conversations, like we can, some of the first things we talked about, I remember, were like vocalizations and um nest sites and we talked about um just different behaviors and the reason that the original two scientists that joined me um got interested is because they started they started looking at bigfoot reports that they found and they saw such primate like behavior that it fascinated them and the more they got into it they're like hey you know some of the things are obvious, you know, Bigfoot kind of looks like a big ape, you know, when right. you have see drawings or whatever, or, or even like a person, but, um, some are not so obvious. So they would see these little subtle things that witnesses were talking about that really made them wonder, like, are these people just really educated when it comes to great apes or is there something that's not so coincidental there? So. Uh, we, we talk about all kinds of things. And one of the things we talk about a lot, and we have group members that cross over into both, uh, right. is the Olympic project. So that's right. another thing. I'm also a member of the Olympic project. I, I used to be in the BFRO, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization out here in Ohio. And I decided I was going to go out on my own and kind of do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And then within an hour, a couple hours of, of, deciding that i got a uh, call from the olympic project oh wow they're like please join us and i'm like oh my like that's a dream come true to me so right. it's an offer i couldn't refuse right and i don't know how familiar you are with them but to me they're the to me right they're the best out there as far as scientific research right with bigfoot yeah uh, I, I think i agree with you on that i think a lot of people also agree with you and that's, you know, that's pretty cool. I don't know those guys personally. I just know of them through, you know, Facebook and through, yeah. you know, different other uh, other groups, people who talk about them, heard their interviews, you know. And they they're all just, seem... They're just yeah. great people. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're great people and they are phenomenal researchers. So you have Derek Randalls and Shane Corson mm -hmm. and all those guys. And they're also search and rescue guys out in the Pacific Northwest. So they know the woods and they know what they're doing um, as far as just being being out there doing their thing take bigfoot out of the picture you know so they're they're really good resource and just incredible people yeah yeah um have, have you ever gone out to them well not gone out to them but actually gone out and researched with those guys or 
I uh, have. Uh, I have. It's just what was that like? <laughs> oh man, I had gone out to the Olympic Project to their headquarters. This was before I met the zoologist. So this was like the year before. And I, I was blessed with that opportunity to go out. It's um, in the Olympic National Forest mm -hmm. is where they do their primary research. And I was able to go out, learn from them, um, hike, camp, all that. And it was just the most fun thing ever. Mm -hmm. And then when I met these scientists, I was like, okay, I want to hook them up with people that know more than I do. Because, right. I mean... I don't think I'm anything special. You know, I, I read a lot. I now get out in the field a lot, but there are people that have been doing this way longer than I have and who have different skill sets and things right. than I do. So I kind of see myself as a coordinator, you know, where okay. I'm hooking, hooking different people up. Mm -hmm. So I called um, Derek and Shane, maybe message them. I can't remember, but, and I'm like, Hey, they would love to talk to you. And wow, it took off. So um, two of the, those two original scientists flew out to Washington with me last year and were able to look oh. at those ground nests. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And then I went out, uh, took the train out to Washington and to Oregon this year, middle of the summer. Um, and I got to go out and do a little bit more looking around the, the, around the area of the new nest sites that were found. Mm -hmm. So it was you know, I'm out there with Shane and he and his wife have become good friends of mine, his whole family. Yeah. And we're like walking around with all these huckleberry bushes and stuff. And he <laughs> looks back at me and he's like, you having fun? And I'm like, this is better than Disney World. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have. And, and those two original scientists were supposed to, we were all supposed to fly out there again this year. But with COVID, obviously some things changed. So right. hopefully next year. Yeah, yeah, COVID uh, ruined a lot of my travel plans this year too. But you know, twenty twenty one is already looking good. I'm, I'm going yeah. out. I'm, I'm going out in, in January. Um, yeah, I was gonna say about those nests. Those are like probably the best nests you know ever found. I've seen other people post pictures of on, of nests. You're like, ah, you know, it could yeah. be, it could be, you know. But yeah, man, those uh, the nests that those guys found. It's you know, fascinating. It's yeah. it's the real deal. Like they they even say, you know they don't know for sure unless right. you see bigfoot making them you know yeah. or yeah. Get other kind of proof you're not sure but but wow like when these these two primate scientists came up out of the um area where they were i'll just never forget their faces how excited and astounded they were mm -hmm. at the possibilities right. you know they the one guy that i work with he has been out in africa and he's worked with the one of the people that really has researched extensively the cross river gorillas out there in Africa. And so he was very impressed with what he saw and how the structure of the nests and how they were set up um, as in regards to each other. So again, not saying for sure what it is, but if it's, if it's some kind of a hoax by this logging company, it would be the most elaborate right. <laughs> hoax ever. And, and there's nothing in it for them. It was the logging company that found it. And so, you know, they put off clear cutting that area because of these nests. So it's it's not something that they would want to find. Right. You know, so as far as a hoax, it doesn't make any sense. Now, could it be something else? Of course it could. But you, when you're looking into Bigfoot and you're serious about it, you have to be willing to come up with an answer you might not want. 
But right. so far, there hasn't been an answer that we don't want. You know, it's it's all pointed toward this possibility that there's something out there, right. big and strong and intelligent, making these nests. Yeah, you know that, that's one of the things I love about this subject is that there's no definite answers. There's just endless questions. Yes, and and that's the Exciting. one thing I love about talking to people because it's like the you can get a hundred people to look at one piece of evidence. And you'll have a hundred different questions, you know, Yes. and it, you have so many different perspectives. And uh, I just love that about this field when, when people put their heads together. Um, so let me ask you about yourself. What is it that you're trying to do in the field? What is your your end game? If, if there is an end game, I do. I, you know, it kind of changes sometimes. Exactly. You know, go, go ahead. <laughs> it does. And I and I'm having fun. Like right. I'm having a lot of fun. My end game, well, as far as Project Zoo Book, we've talked about that a lot. And, and Shane Corson, he's he's in the Olympic Project and in Project Zoo Book as well. And he brought up the the uh, quote by Dr. John Bindernagel, who was, you know, one of the best scientists that has ever looked into the topic. And he his goal before he passed away was to make the subject of Bigfoot less taboo for science. And so we kind of took up that <laughs> took up that um, battle cry if you want to call it and they're trying to do the same so we want to make it so that it can be talked about you know a lot of I keep saying my researchers my scientists and a lot of times I can't say their names because even though they're very open to the topic it doesn't mean that the people they work for are open to right. it you know you and I talked about that a little bit right. before right. we went live that um you know, I had this interview and did I tell them about what I do? And luckily this gentleman was very open to that, but not everybody is. Right. So we would like it to be something that can be talked about in an intelligent way, like you and I are doing. Right. Um, obviously, if, if Bigfoot is real, would love to have some protections out there for these creatures. Right. Um, most primates are endangered, you know, and so would love I would love that to happen, but honestly i would love it even more like i i feel i feel two ways about it am i out there in the field with other people looking for these creatures yes because i want to know for sure that they exist but there's a big part of me i don't like let them like let them be <laughs> you right. know right. I, I feel two different ways about it like if i ever if i ever had one what would i do is a hard question right I mean, I would, I know that I'm like a no kill person. I would never kill one, but like, say I came across a body. Um, what would I do? I am, I am honestly not sure, Right. you know, cause they're doing a good job of keeping themselves hidden and that's probably the best way to keep them safe. But I also would love to learn more about them. So I'm just being honest. I'm not sure, but yeah. my, my end game personally is just to keep learning to, like I said, get kids out there right. you know and interested and just keep keep having fun yeah you know my uh my aspirations change on a daily basis i think you know too yeah. uh I, I think first and foremost I, I i'm trying to have fun and if i'm not having fun doing something i don't really want to do it you no know? me neither and, and, that, and that goes for you know my day-to-day -day life you know too you know for my job yeah. um which i love my job it's so much fun but uh you know, if I'm not having fun doing this, I wouldn't want to do it. And that's first and foremost. And um, 
And I always think about, okay, do I want to be the guy that says, hey, here it is. I found it. Or do I just want to find it for myself? That kind of changes right. back and forth, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you think about being the person or being the group to bring this out to the, you know, to the public and give that undeniable proof and uh, validate that Bigfoot's existence, I mean, it, yeah, it, even in that aspect, I mean, do you really want to do it sometimes? You know, do you think, you know, yeah. uh, you know what, I'm not going to tell anybody about this, you know? I know. You know, it's hard. Yeah I, yeah, I definitely I'm not in it for any kind of weird Bigfoot glory. You know, you right. you've met people who that's what they want to be the one, and right. it's not that at all. Like yeah. it really isn't for me or my group. It's we're curious. You know, right. we want to see is there something to all this. We love to talk to people that have had um, experiences right. and would like some of our own. Yeah, and so, see, that's a that's another uh, perspective too, as far as you know, validating the species because these people who have experienced this, who have had these encounters and sightings, and people think they're crazy. Yeah, you know, if you bring it to the forefront, you're 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 uh, you're really validating their uh, encounters as well. So yes, absolutely, you know, yeah. and I think that's important. Like, I want to be known as a researcher, if that's what you want to call me, right. um, who people can talk to and not be feel like they're being made fun of because I know how that is you know yeah. I'm to the point where I don't really care what people think about me when it comes yeah. to Bigfoot like I it is what it is it's my interest it's a passion of mine but I've had friends family members who didn't really want to talk to me much at first because mm -hmm. they just think I'm cuckoo <laughs> right you know I you know I whatever you can think that I know I'm an intelligent human being I know I have reasons for looking into this I know that I've talked to people who are so convincing with their stories right that I can't just dismiss it exactly. so if you want to think I'm just this crazy person out there whooping around in the woods then go ahead but if you get to know me a little bit better then it's yeah. not what it. It's not what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, for the longest time. I never necessarily put myself out there, uh, but I never really kept it hidden either. Either. Yeah. So it was something that just kind of snowballed into where it's at right now. And at this point in my life, I don't. I don't care who knows or who doesn't know. <laughs> me neither. You know? And, and I'm same, It's been like a journey because yeah. I saw whatever it was flash forward several years. You know, went through some different groups that, like I said, that I was with and never thought I would be a speaker or speaking ever never thought I would be doing you know shows like yours right now and thank you again for inviting me yeah. it just wasn't on my radar I'm writing a book now I I just started my own show never thought I'd be doing that and it's just really fun I'm just saying yes to a lot of opportunities that wouldn't have come around otherwise so thank you to Bigfoot <laughs> yeah and you know it's something that uh, I, I, you look at 90% of my shows, I mentioned this fact that because of Bigfoot and now paranormal UFOs, I've met so many great people that I would have yes. never met. Never yes. would have met these people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and in a lot of ways, those friendships, I think, are going to last longer than most of my regular friendships, you know? Uh, I agree, because and, a lot of times you're kindred spirits, people yeah. with open minds. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I think by far the, the friendships I've made in this field have a stronger bond than, than any other friendship, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I always so. say I've, I've met the worst people in the Bigfoot community I've ever met and I've met the best. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still oh, the best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I, and I think the worst people are few and far between really. But, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Um, 
So what? So what's next? Said anywhere, anywhere you have. Yeah. To oh yeah, 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 anywhere, anywhere, yeah. and that could be at your job or at the grocery yes, store. For sure. But uh, so what do you have next coming up for you? What's uh next on the horizon? Well, that you can't talk about. I know sometimes you keep secrets, but yeah, no, sometimes, sometimes I can't for the protection of my scientists. But no, I can tell you some things like as far as traveling, like we said, a lot of things got canceled from COVID. I was supposed to be out in Alaska twice this past summer and out with the Navajo researching, which would have been great, would have been so awesome. So we'll see, you know, fingers crossed that will happen this coming year or maybe down the road. And you know what? If not, then I'll figure something else out you know i i um almost everything that has happened for me has come to me it's not something i've pursued so i've just been very blessed so i'm excited to see how that goes but I, i'll definitely be out there and, and there's always ohio and pennsylvania two wonderful states so okay. i i do my main um research is in the allegheny national forest of mm -hmm. pennsylvania and i don't talk about it so much online like on facebook or anything it's more my private research right. but not not like i'm not like i can't talk about it but it's right. just something i do you know right. so i'll be doing that but um otherwise yeah we're gonna we're working hard on a, a website and the facebook page for project new book just started my own show on youtube which is the funniest i just i just never thought i would do something like that and working on that. And then my biggest thing I'm working on is I'm writing a book. Okay. And that I always have wanted to be an author. I mean, I'm a reading teacher. I just didn't know it would be anything to do with it. But <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of my time is filled with writing that book. So I could tell you a little bit about that if you'd like. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's exciting. It's a little bit sad and, a, and way a lot exciting, but... The sad part comes because the subject of my book just passed away this year. Oh. And I had become very, very close with him. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have never heard his name or maybe have and can't remember who he was. But his name was Tom Page. And he was known very, um, not very widely like a lot of people hadn't heard of him but when he had they knew that he was a financial backer for robert robert for roger patterson okay, yeah. and peter byrne back in the late 60s and he is i think i already said this but if not he's from ohio so i had met him briefly uh several years ago and it just came to me i was like you know i bet he wasn't just the money i wonder if he has any stories you know, so it took me two years to find this gentleman. He, hmm. I wasn't sure. I knew where he had lived right near my area, but then he moved and nobody knew where he was and I couldn't find him. Finally found him, gave him a call. And, you know, I get really nervous when I call people. I don't want to bother people. I don't want people to feel like they have to do something for me. But I have learned to be braver and to ask, for, to ask people, you know, because all they can do is say no. So I called him and I'm like, Mr. Page, you know, you probably don't remember me, but would you want to share some stories with me? Like if you have any, and I'll tell you what, he was so excited. He, I remember that first conversation and he's like, well, I'm just tickled to death that anybody wants to hear about all that. Oh, that's nobody, nice. Yeah. He's like, nobody usually wants to hear it. And at this point he was in his late eighties 
And so we made um, arrangements where my mom actually came with me too, and we would meet him for lunch uh, where he lived at the time. And we would we'd go to this little like Amish restaurant. We'd always get the same thing and we'd end up with chocolate cake and milk. <laughs> and he would tell me his stories and he would give, he gave me permission to record what he was saying. And I was right. Like my hunch was right that he wasn't just money. What, what he was, was he was a big game hunter okay. and he got fascinated with the Yeti. And so he was involved with some Yeti searches over in Nepal. And then when the Patterson-Gimlin film came out and he realized, hey, we could have something here in North America, he wanted involved. And he was very well-to-do, so he was able to fund a lot of things. But he did so so he could go along for the ride. There you go. (laughs) So he went on a whole lot of adventures with Peter and with Roger. And so now I have a lot of those stories. So he Uh and I were actually working on the book together before he passed away and um you know i miss him he became almost like a grandpa you know another grandpa to me but i am thrilled that these weren't lost you know his stories weren't lost to uh never be heard again so i you know i don't know if you believe in destiny or um something higher that leads you to do things but i i don't know what gave me that idea to find him as it wasn't like I had met him very briefly, you know, and I'm like, oh, I wonder. But I'm so glad that I did because not only did I get a wonderful friendship out of it, but I got those stories, you know, and I made sure to meet some of his family to, so they didn't think I was some crazy lady yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to get anything. I was like, all I want is to hear your stories. So, right. <laughs> um, you know, he he was a treasure and I'll never forget him. And so I've been working on that book <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad you got to meet him and got to, uh, to uh, yeah, because I, I have heard his name. I just I just couldn't place where his name was yeah, at. You he's know? not super well known. Yeah. You know? And he yeah. was one of the he was one of the guys that was still around, um, you know, that had lived during that heyday, yeah. you know, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the highlights of, of my Bigfoot life was meeting Bob Gimlin. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hear people say all the time how nice he is, how charming, how humble, and that just doesn't do it justice until you meet the guy. You know, he's absolutely just the kindest, nicest man. Right. You know, people will ask me if you know if if somebody ever proved that the Patterson Gimlin film was a hoax, would that ruin Bigfooting for me? And I always say no. I said first of all, I can't imagine that it is a hoax but let's say it was Mm -hmm. i i don't even care (laughs) like i just love bob gimplin so much i don't even care he's just the best yeah 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 yeah, he's an awesome guy and he just like i said just we could sit here all day long and talk about how nice he is but people have to really meet him right yeah he's great um speaking of the patterson gimlin film what the so the, your scientists and friends who see this, including the skeptics, what do they think? You know, I mean, it's very impressive. Yes. It's very impressive. You know, you, you look at, you know, I've read all the books and I've watched all the documentaries and things about the gate, you know, that, that how this creature walked doesn't seem like something that could be duplicated. Um, you hear about, you know, costume design wasn't, wasn't up to par 
back then. And it would be very hard for somebody to fake that. Um, there, I would say, you know, again, like you said, the skeptics, they're like, I think it all comes down to you can't prove what was in that film. You know, right. you can have your ideas and you can um, look at things that are very, very impressive. But you have to, I feel, you have to be honest that there could be, there could be something else going on. Right. But, you know, I, I think it's real. I don't I, know that it's real, but I, I think there are a lot of reasons to at least consider consider right. that right. yeah uh, i think no matter what side of the fence you sit on no one can really prove it one way or the other no and, and right. that's you know and that's one of the uh Sorry. that's, <laughs> that's I you know my phone over. i think that's one of the most scrutinized films in history yes. probably right next to the jfk video when you think about yes. it you know you know um yeah so i i just i just love looking at that video even though like i think it's real and yeah. uh and, and and hearing people from the scientific community chime in yeah like dr meldrum you know has done yeah. so much work with that and um yeah so i i do think that it that it most likely is real but if it were ever proven that it wasn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be heartbreaking to me i think that there's a lot of other good evidence out there i don't think it's the end and be all of whether bigfoot it could yeah. be real yeah and i'm not sure if you're familiar with bill munz he has yeah. an interesting take on on, on that whole yeah, situation he does. too yeah and yeah, and, and it's really uh a good take you know you know, for the most part. So anyone ever uh, needs to uh, re uh, review his, he's uh, he's on YouTube also. Where he, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, where he covers that, uh, the yep. Patterson Gimlin. Um, you know, something interesting that I heard uh, from a friend of mine who goes, who was going to uh, Texas State University. I don't know if you're familiar with that college. It's uh, in San, it. yeah, it's in the San Marcos area, uh, kind of like between San Antonio, Austin area, the hill country basically. It's a, it's a very good college here in Texas. Uh, his girlfriend told him that uh, one of her professors had told him that he saw a skull and that all the other professors were looking at it and they were all convinced that it was from a Bigfoot. Wow. You know, yeah. Wouldn't and, that be awesome? Yeah. And, uh, but, but so when I asked her to ask him about you know, talking to me, he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't yeah, talk to I me. Yeah, I know. It's hard. You know, you know and, and, you know, that's how the Cross River Gorillas were were right. found i believe you know if, unless i'm getting them mixed up with another grade eight but there was a skull that was found in a museum somewhere and so then people were like okay well maybe there is such a thing so somebody went out to look you know right. and took them forever to find anything you know the the one um zoologist that i work with his curator at his old zoo was one of the people that found proof of the cross river gorillas and he had oh, lived yeah. out there i sometimes get my my uh numbers mixed up but i believe he had lived out in the jungles in the cross river region of africa for mm. eight years looking for proof of these great apes and this was just the century like this was right, a long right. ago right. and he would it would he would find um different different uh, clues but could not see them and for all that eight years he finally had them in sight for 10 seconds that's all he ever saw them oh wow you know and those are we know those are real right. so why couldn't there be something right else you know why not yeah yeah you, you look at you look at history and like um things like pandas and you know 
mm-hmm. certain gorillas and chimpanzees that that were thought were myths at one time or legends, you know. And, yeah, they and all then, were. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think that's very fascinating. It is. One of one of the uh, marine biologists, when I say there are marine biologists in Project Zoo Book, we have two of them. <laughs> one of her stories, the reason she got interested in Bigfoot is because she lives in a state where, at least in this area of the state, there were not supposed to be any wild or um, cougars, mountain mm-hmm. lions. And she was in a car with three wildlife biologists and they saw a mountain lion in the median and they were, they saw it, you know, they know knew what it was exactly. And they got a really good look at it. They called um, like the division of wildlife or, you know, natural resources, whatever it was, an authority to tell them, Hey, we saw a cougar and they were told that no, they didn't. You know, so she'll tell the story about how she went back and forth with this gentleman from the government, you know, saying, yes, we saw it. It was a cougar. And he's like, no, it was probably a golden retriever. <laughs> and she's like, wow. no, we're, we're trained scientists. It was a cougar. And mm. finally, she had somebody that talked to them and said, hey, if you and I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I feel like I'm becoming more of one. Right. But she said, um. That this gentleman said, if you say that there are cougars in this part of the state, and we would then need to look into it, and then we would need a task force, and to do that, you have to have money. And he said, so we don't have the money, so therefore we don't have a task force, so therefore you didn't see one. Oh. <laughs> and she said that, you know, you hear about that, but to hear her tell the story. So she said, you know what else could there be out there that we're that is not supposed to be out there and this is uh, you know we know there are cougars so it just she said it sent her down the rabbit hole of trying to see what else there could be and she just got really fascinated with bigfoot so one of the last um zoom calls we had with all the scientists we had another marine biologist on and he has written lots of things about lake monsters so we're kind of that was the first time we spread out into any other kind of a cryptid, but it was fascinating. So I'm like, hey, bring on the lake monsters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. Are, are you researching any other cryptids? No, you know, my dream, it's funny that I ended up with Bigfoot. My dream, I always wanted to go to Scotland and look for the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. You know, and I, I think I was junior high. I had a teacher who gave us the challenge of writing a paper about something we weren't sure if we believed in or not. And I chose the Loch Ness Monster. And again, it probably was on In Search Of or something, and so it piqued my interest. So there weren't that many books about it back then, but I remember there being one book in particular I read, and it also had a little section on Bigfoot. So that was my exposure to Bigfoot. But I always was, like, really intrigued by that. I always thought it was some kind of a fish or... Um, you know, I didn't think it was a, a monster, you know, but I wanted to go there. So even to the point where my junior year in high school, I was supposed to be an exchange student in Inverness, Scotland, and I ended up getting mono and I couldn't go. I was crushed. And then when I got married, when I was younger, I I wanted to go to Scotland for, (laughs) like, I just have always been intrigued, but, but not to like a crazy point. I just thought I was cool. So, no, I've never been there. Um, I have been to Lake Champlain, 
and I sat on the shoreline, looked out at the water for a week, and didn't didn't find the Lake Champlain monster. But <laughs> okay, but I'm not really I'm not really trying either. Okay, well you know uh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, you know, here I am well, with Bigfoot. Who knows? Yeah, well I've got an interesting story. You can relate to one of your okay. marine biologist friends. Okay. Um, I was actually talking to a lady about Bigfoot, and uh, she says, hey, she says, I have an interesting story for you, too. She goes, it doesn't re involve Bigfoot. And she was kind of hesitant about telling me. So she said that when she was young, um, I should tell me like 19 years old, maybe 11, she used to go to the, uh, California and spend uh, the summer with her grandparents. Okay. And I don't remember they were in a lake or maybe even in the ocean, but she was talking about how she would go diving in the water and stuff like that. And she said there was like this big crack or crevice uh, at, at the bottom. So she decided she's going to go swim down to this crack and investigate it. She said that she's going down. She's realizing it's very deep and that she doesn't have enough air to go back up to the top. You know, so she starts her way back up and she says, man, she's kicking and trying to swim back up to the top. And she goes, I realize I'm about to run out of air. She says these two hands come in front of her face and open up like this and like a big air bubble comes in and she inhales the air bubble and it gives her the oxygen to go back up to the top. Oh my God! Yeah, you know. Did she faint? Can you imagine? Yeah. No, so that's such a cool story. Oh yeah, my so, God! Yeah, so she told me she goes, I don't know if it's a mermaid. She says, but I believe mermaids exist. You know. I I think if that happened to me, I probably would too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a, a few years ago, I would have said, "Okay, kid, you're you know you were crazy," you know. But you know Who now, knows? yeah, you know, even knows what's know? out there. Yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting story. Yeah, that is. You should relay that to your marine biologist friends to see what I think. will. I yeah. will. Yeah, one, yeah, of but... our, one of our anthropologists is really fascinated right now with bat squatch. Oh, okay. <laughs> she yeah. heard some stories about that, and she's like, could there be? And it's just so much fun. Like, these people, we had, Dr. Meldrum was very lovely and kind enough to come on one of our calls. Okay. And um, she, this anthropologist, they were talking to each other, and you know, I'm in the background and I'm just thinking, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> it's like, like so smart. And, right. But it was so much fun to hear because I don't know what could be more fun than cryptids, you know, yeah. that there could be something out there yet to be discovered. Right. You know, I love people with open minds. And when you have somebody that intelligent and focused on a certain area that is still willing to look at things and right. say hey there could be things we don't know it's just such a wonderful combination yeah yeah I, I you know i think that's one of the things i love about this field me too and i think uh almost everyone that i know in my personal life uh and professional life everyone knows what i do and uh they are they're all on board with it you know yeah. even the ones that 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 they're you know they're, you know i get a lot of crap <laughs> you, know, oh, from, yeah. you know you know for friends and family <laughs> But a lot of it, it's it, it's all in fun. You know, it doesn't come from a bad place. And a lot of these people, they will message me or pull me to the side. Hey, this happened to me. Or, you know, regardless of what happened or what they saw, whether it was, you know, in their own home or a, a childhood memory they have. I remember when this. And so I always call and get my opinion. And I'm always yeah, like, yeah. Isn't yeah. that the truth, though? Yeah, yeah. I, I have a big collection of Bigfoot T-shirts and hats and baseball caps and stuff. And I wear them a lot when I'm out because you get people come up to you yeah. all the time that tell you stories. Like you just would never, never have known like this little old lady at the grocery store thinks she saw Bigfoot, you right. know, 
I want to hear about it. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a truck in in my uh, in my area where I live at my neighborhood, and uh, it, its license plate has to do with Bigfoot. You know, it's it's a custom license plate, and I follow these people several times. And my daughter's like, "Dad, what are you doing?" I said, "I want to talk to these people," <laughs> but yes, they always wind up driving so long. Yeah, they, but they wind up driving too far. And I'm like, ah, I'm gonna turn back around. Well, I'm gonna find them one day, or you <laughs> yeah. know, because I, I've seen them here uh, quite a few times. My daughter's like, man, these people every time they see you, they're probably trying to outrun you. you know? <laughs> That's true. Tell yeah. her Amy's the same. <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. the same because you never know where you're gonna get a story from. So yeah. it's very and cool. I've, I've got a Bigfoot decal on my truck, and I've yep. every you now and then people people will come and ask me, hey, you know what's up with the Bigfoot? You know, and I'll tell them, and they'll wind up telling me a story, you know. Right. So, yeah. I My um, research partner, Tina, she's also my best friend, we have started going to um, hunting and fishing shows in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Okay. Wow, that's pretty uh, good. It's really cool because, you know, I've always done Bigfoot conferences or Bigfoot this or that. And, and what you said reminded me of this because we'll be sitting there, we have our booth and everything, and we'll get people that will come walking past like you've got mostly men they'll come walking past with some buddies and they'll like look at the stuff and be like oh bigfoot you know joke about it a little bit and then one of them will sneak back later yeah. to tell us i saw one right. you know tell us their story you know there's still people don't want to be made fun of you and i don't care but other people you know aren't there yet but yeah we've gotten this before covid hit this early this year we had only done two um, outdoor shows and we got 87 new reports from Ohio and PA people that said they'd never had told anybody else like officially you know maybe they right. told their friends or whatever about it and a lot of them were really really credible people and right. very um interesting stories you know you oh the one my favorite one was a gentleman he was a little bit older I mean, the older I get, everybody else doesn't seem like <laughs> yeah. uh, He said that, you know, he still goes to these outdoor shows and looks at equipment, but he said he hasn't been out in the woods for years because right. of something that he saw. And and he was sad because he said that the opening of deer season used to be his Christmas, you know, his right. favorite time of the year. And he said he saw a Bigfoot and he won't go back. So, and you can feel the... Um, honesty like you can right. feel the emotion from him so yeah it's you know i think getting putting ourselves out there whether it's putting a decal on our car wearing a hat yeah. going places where we might talk it you're gonna get people that will tell you their stories yeah 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 i uh when i had, when i had this other decal made for my truck when i went and picked that up the guy who did who did the decal, and I, I just found him on Facebook. I saw he was here in my area, and uh, I had it made. And he said, "Hey man, what's up with these decals?" And I just told him, "I, I look for Bigfoot. I research, investigate, whatever." He says, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "You know, my family is from Nacogdoches, uh, Texas, which is a little bit north of Houston, a couple hour drive north, which is also like a hot spot." Yeah. And uh, he was a little bit older than I am. Like you said, they don't seem so old now, but <laughs> you know, he's a little bit older than I am, and. Uh, he said that his uncles and his even his grandmother, when, when he was a young man, they would tell him stories about a Bigfoot that would come up to their house. Uh, he said his uncles told him when they were little, they walked walk down the, uh, the railroad tracks, and they had the white rocks, you know? Yeah. And at, 
and maybe they got like 30, 40 feet and a white one stood up. They didn't even see it because it blended in with the rocks. Wow. And oh, it, that just gave me chills. Yeah. And he said it, it, it stood up and just walked into the woods. And you Can know. you imagine? Yeah. We get a lot of sightings of white ones. Right. Ohio, like this part of Northeast Ohio and into Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, I mean, not a lot, but like um, compared to other places. Right. We do. One of my favorites, I had a hunter. He was, well, he was a wildlife exterminator. And he was also a hunter and he was out culling some coyotes on some property in Ohio. And he claims, and oh man, he's, he's great. Mm -hmm. He, he's so believable and so smart and knows what he was talking about is in regards to wild animals. And, um, he says he saw a, like a juvenile white. He, he, he will now say Bigfoot, but he didn't know what he was looking at at the time. But it was about four foot tall, and he had a really good, good sighting of it and description. Um, wasn't into Bigfoot at all, you know, and saw this thing, and it and it's just a it's a crazy life changing thing to happen to people, you know. Yeah, and is uh, is has he ever told a story? Because it seems like I've heard either that story or from somebody else. He, I, I, yeah. I've had him at an event that I have put on, and he he I did. Um, I always, you know, I want to say I encouraged him to share it, but, you know, that's a personal thing if people right. want to share. But he has been on a few different um, podcasts, I believe, at okay. this point. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I've heard that story before. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a he's a good guy. Very believable. He's a fisherman. Um, just like I said, wasn't in Bigfoot at all. And he didn't even think of it in terms of Bigfoot until... A while later, he just he, he thought was there like a some kind of an exotic primate that had gotten loose, yeah. and the cool thing about that is, so I had that um, I had taken his report. Tina went out there with me, and then a few years later, I met somebody who was telling me about finding these footprints, mm -hmm. uh, and they were smaller than what you would think about is Bigfoot footprints right. and guess what it was like a half within a half a mile of the first gentleman sighting the same summer like oh, the same wow. year or, I'm not can't remember it's under the same year and I'm like wow they didn't know each other they didn't know of each other but you have those two stories that come together something was out there you know yeah I, I, I sent you a, a, a footprint right now I found I, last year in the you know you can have your friends. I, I don't care if you share it. You can have your friends look okay, at it. Okay, sure. To, but, Thank you. Uh, I, I, I like yeah, I like to get their opinion of it. Uh, okay. Thank you. But uh, yeah, we're coming up on our hour right here. Uh, I can't believe you, it. You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're just tip of the iceberg, really, right? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, yeah. my phone kept falling over. That's okay. That's <laughs> and okay. the phone rang, and yeah, I'm used to that kind of stuff. Oh, but I've had dogs barking, babies crying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, my yeah. cat didn't come zooming by, so that's good. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you know, that's one thing I like to ask people, which you kind of touched about, uh, touched on, was uh, what would you tell people who who have had sightings and maybe don't want to talk about this, or you know, you have any advice for those people? Yeah, I I think it's a good thing to talk about it, no matter if it's Bigfoot or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I I've met so many people who it really affected them, right. and and part of the way it affected them, and myself even when I first was trying to tell a few people what I saw. And I, I mean, not the best sighting. You know, when people don't believe you right away, it, it messes with you. You know, right, I'm right. not lying, I'm not lying. 
So I think that my advice would be to find somebody that they trust, mm -hmm. whether it's you or people are welcome to contact me and I'll listen. You'll listen. I can tell, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to get it out, get it out there, maybe write it down mm -hmm. so you can get details and things and, and just for your own um, peace of mind, I guess. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of, don't be ashamed of what you've experienced. You know, most of the time it's not something that anybody has asked to see. It just can happen. And whether or not you're sure about what you saw, like me, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, get it out there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm real good friends with uh, Will Jevening. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I, didn't, I know him. Yeah. 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 I'm actually his executive director our, our, okay. of, of, uh, of his group. And one thing he says to these people who, who don't want to, who are afraid to come forward is that your story can actually help somebody else who doesn't want to yes. come forward, you know, Absolutely and, you know, it can. and and me and him, we, we talk to people all the time and they, and people tell us it's because I heard your other show. I heard this other person yeah. is why I come out. So if, when you come out, you don't have to say your name. You don't have to give details, you know, no. but if you talk to someone, you know, you actually, I think you can help a lot of other people who are afraid to come I out. I agree. And it, and there, and you're a part of the puzzle. So right. I'll have people that come to me and they're like, oh, I just heard something or, oh, right. I, I'm not sure. And I'm like, I'm not sure what I saw. But if when you get like like this sighting from the wildlife exterminator and then the footprints the other guy saw and then there's audio cut in the same area and you put it right. all together, right. it's important. Right. You know, I had a, uh, I know I said we're coming up on our work here. I'm okay. going to keep running my <laughs> mouth. Um, I have a friend of mine that lives out uh, near the San Jacinto River. Uh, here in Texas, of course, and it has a, a lot of sightings in this area, especially the area that that he lives in, and he and he's a police officer. He's a canine officer. Okay. So what he would do was he would let his daughter run out into the woods and his dog go find her. And I told him, I said, hey, look, I said, you're a good guy. I said, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. I said, there's been a lot of Bigfoot sightings in this, in this area, said, especially the area that you go to, and uh, just be, be careful. careful. Yeah, yeah. And you let your daughter run out there. And, you know, he told me he had a, uh, uh, an experience out there where something was following him. He had a, he had his his, uh, his own private dog, not his canine dog at this time, which was a pit bull. And he said she was mean. She would chase rabbits, squirrel, deer, yeah. other people, other dogs. He had to really keep her on a leash. She was really a mean dog. She covered down between his legs. Wow. And when, when, when they heard the footsteps. And uh, he said he got so scared, he actually took his pistol out and was yeah. you know, scanning, scanning the woods. And he says, I don't know go. what it was. But after that experience, he never went back into the woods. Yeah. You know? No, so it, it happens a lot. It happens right. a lot. It does. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, okay. Uh, like I said, you know, I guess we're running up on time here, and we're going to keep running no. our mouth probably. Well, you, <laughs> you can know? do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sometime. We have this to have you back. This has been really fun. Yeah, I have to have you back, man. You're, you're, okay. you're great. And like I said, I sent you that picture. Before, All you know, right, yeah. I'll you know, you have my permission to share it to your, with your friends and colleagues, and I like to get their opinion on it, you know? Sure, sure. Well, All thank right. you for joining and everyone else, you know, uh, I'll release this on Wednesday. So I uh, hope you thank guys enjoy you so it. Much. I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Hold on real quick. <laughs>